Hey guys, Jeremy Haddon here. This is Moms Beyond the Real, where we do just that. Go beyond that highlight reel that you see on social media. Motherhood isn't always sunshine and rainbows, and I believe that it's time to get real and talk about all aspects of motherhood. Hey guys, welcome back to Moms Beyond the Real. So glad that you're here, just like I always am. Um, this week is special, you guys. This is the very first time that I'm going to have a two-part episode. Um, this conversation was longer than my usual conversation, so um, I didn't want to edit out any pieces of it because I just think it's all so important to share. Um, so I decided to do a two-part um, episode because I did ask you guys a while back um, timing of episodes and what you guys would prefer and um, you guys liked more of the 30 to 45 minute range um, so that's what I've decided to do so sorry in advance that you have to wait till next week for the second part um, but I swear it's worth it the story is so special it was really awesome talking to her and hearing her, um, you know, details of her experience and, you know, what she was feeling and going through throughout the whole thing. So, um, I just think it's a really special and amazing story and I really am excited to share it with you guys. Um, a little update on us. Um, we got rid of the pacifier for Harlow and, uh, it's been going great. I was nervous. I thought she was more attached to it than Blakely was. Um, and with Blakely, we took it away and we only had one difficult night. Um, and then she forgot about it. But with Harlow, <laughs> we laid her down without it. She didn't seem to care at all. Hasn't cared since. So it's been great. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what's been going on with us. Um, so I'll just uh, take you guys right on to, to the episode. So this week is part one of My Adopted Son. So each week I like to start off with a high and a low for the week as a mom. So I will let you go first. Um, my highs of the week um, have been watching and kind of embrace our dog finally. Um, he's been kind of, my mom likes to say that um, he's jealous of our dog because <laughs> that was my first baby but um he's been like so much nice to her in the last week or two and this week he's just been like a dream with her and I'm like Aww. finally that like dog person relationship that I've been longing for for him um and her but um that's been my high and like um oh I have another one too like yeah, sure. he has been coming home from school with the most beautiful work like his teacher said he's been working so hard and He's got like all his numbers down and like writing them down like perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah, like not even like looking at it. Like he can just write it from memory and he's like almost done like writing his name. So he's been working so hard. It's so That's nice. Exciting. To see. I yeah. know. It's nice to see like when it all comes together and, and I feel like then you are like, how did you get this old? Like, how are you? I don't know. It always shocks me whenever they do stuff like that. It's, it's been crazy too. Cause you know, like he had or other school and um it just kills me because I'm like I want to like share this with you so I like text them and everything but like it's just not the same yeah but like I'm so proud of him and we miss them so much that's amazing and then what would you say your low would be 
I think my low would be um, in the mornings this week. He like all of a sudden has been resisting going to school. And I, I'm very in tune, I would say. And, but I just cannot figure this one out. Like I fit, I'm, I'm assuming, and maybe Blakely is doing the same thing, but like, it's just a phase like that they're mm-hmm. going through. Like all of a sudden he has not wanted to go to school this week. And um, like we had picture day on Wednesday. And so I went to get his lunchbox to take him to class. Um, and he is like, no, like he's almost like crying. I don't want to stay for lunch. And I'm like, what is going on? It like breaks your heart as a parent yeah. to send them to school when they're like having that kind of off morning. Yeah. Um, but he survived and he's enjoyed um, our day at home today. So it's <laughs> fine. Think- it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Cause he's finally getting to the age where you can say, okay, two more days. And then it's a weekend and mm-hmm. we get to have a mom and dad day. And they understand. Um, yeah. Yes. And so Blakely does have that, but then like at the end of the day, I'll ask her how her days was and she had so much fun. It's just like they resist in the morning, but then once yeah. they're there, it's like, oh yeah, this is fun. <laughs> like just giving the mom and dad a hard time. <laughs> right. I'm just going to give you a rough morning, but I'm going to have fun. <laughs> I know. I have to remember that too, just because of my job. Like I deal with that all the time. But like when you're on the opposite end of it, it just does not. It does not work. It's different. Yeah, (laughs) it's It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So my high is actually Harlow has been walking herself into her into her school now. So she just walks herself in, which is nice because going from one kid to two and like the diaper bag and like everything it's just it's just a lot to try and like go in one like trip so it's kind of nice that I can just kind of set them out they walk up and then I can kind of grab the bag and stuff and follow so that's been pretty exciting Um, and they're going to the same school yeah right now um that's so cool yeah so um and then my low is I feel like my husband has been kind of like not in the house that much recently he's been working on like projects with our house or um like orders for other people um with our shop that we do or he's been like really busy with work so i feel like i've just been really overwhelmed at home (laughs) because i'm not used to it (laughs) so it's just been a little bit harder but um we get through it but it's just been a little bit more stressful of a week so So that's my low. The week, but the week's over. So. Yeah, it's over. So hopefully next week's better. And you made it. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before you became a mom? Um, so before I became a mom, I um, I was a full-time teacher. Um, my family owned, owned a Montessori school. Um, and I worked there, I think, since I turned 16. Um, I worked there for a long time, had great experiences, met a lot of wonderful families. Um, Around the time when the economy was going down and we were kind of like trying to figure out what we were gonna do, probably about six, seven years ago. No, it was longer than that. It was probably like eight years ago, maybe. Um, I was kind of looking for something else because I knew that um, at the time that if we ended up closing our school down, I needed a backup plan. So I went to aesthetic school, um, excelled in that. And um, I did aesthetics on the side up until about four years ago. Um, so I did aesthetics night and weekends. I mainly focused on lash extensions, bridal makeup. That was like my forte. Um, so I just was working 24 seven and just keeping myself busy. Um, I married, my, my husband and I met a long time ago. Um, 
we uh, we were trying hard for a child for a long time, um, just didn't happen. And so that's how our adoption came about. Um, but we have a dog named Stella and a little guy now. And so that's that's my life now. It was work and now it's work and home life. Yeah. <laughs> Being a mom. <laughs> and I always wanted to um, go to cosmetology school and yeah. it just never happened. And now I feel like it's too late. I don't know. But I could totally see you doing that too. I, I think I would love it. It's just, I don't know. I think you'd be <laughs> really good at it. But that's, that's like something that I wanted to do, like, but then I, you know, stuff happens where like, I got this office job and then I kept getting promoted and I was making more money and I was like, well, like now I'm, I'm fine. Like, I, I, you know, so you get stuck in something and then <laughs> gets put to the side. I look but... at you, I look at you and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's got her hair done, her makeup on. I don't know how she does all that. And then gets a child that was when um, Blakely was on my class. I'm like, and she has like a door. Now you have two. And I still see you on, at night. I'm like, her hair and her makeup's done. What? <laughs> I, everyone, need to, I need to up my game. <laughs> everyone asked me that, like, even at, like, at her school and stuff, people are like, I don't know how you do it. And honestly, I, I, like, have just, like, well, some mornings it's a little bit harder than others. But I think I've just, like, got it figured out where, like, I have to take showers at night and then I just let my hair dry overnight. And then I get up quietly, get myself ready in the morning, and then I wake up Blakely, get her ready because Harlow's the most – difficult to watch yeah. like in the morning and then we finish with Harlow and then like do all that so there's like a strategy but it, it definitely I think my mornings may be longer than other people's but <laughs> I make it I make it work because I, I I know I, I wake up like right before I need to get up oh, yeah I'm like <laughs> I do not leave anytime I get everything done at night everything is packed at night ready to go um I, I just, I am not a more, I'm a morning person more than a night person, but mornings I'm like, I have to have everything gathered so I can just get myself ready, get packs and ready and get out the door. Yeah. I have those <laughs> intentions to like prepare at night and it never happens. <laughs> so then I'm rushing around in the morning, but yeah. Um, so what made you decide on adoption? Kind of walk us through you that. Know, it's, um, it's not actually something we really thought about. Um, it completely just fell in our laps. Um, we were doing fertility for a while. Um, and this was when, um, my husband was working night shifts and then I was working, um, I was teaching obviously. So I was working during the day and then doing aesthetics at night and like our schedules just did not mesh. So take that on top of like doing all this fertility stuff. Like it was just a huge toll on our marriage. Um, and we just, we needed a break. So we took a break and then we were actually like ready to start up again. And like, literally we had, I had the appointment set like for two weeks after I got this text. Um, we were just finishing up a date night at Maggiano's. It was a Friday night. Um, and my mom texts me and she, it was a message from biological mother. Um, and she was, um, I'm pregnant again. I, I'm not, I'm not able to keep this child. Do you know anybody that's looking to adopt? And um, I was like, oh, interesting. Of course she would send that to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I showed my husband and he's like, oh, like, yeah, let's look into this. And I was like, what? Like he was so interested and so much more open-minded than I think even I was. Like I was a little skeptical, um, but we, we went home, we talked about it. Um, I talked to my mom and she emailed um, and told her that um, she has her daughter like me, um, that we were interested. And um, 
this was on Friday night. Um, Saturday, we heard back from them. And um, she's like, oh my gosh, I can't, this was like best case scenario. I can't believe that um, it's your daughter that wants to adopt the baby, yada, yada. Um, and so um, we emailed her and emailed her some information about, because, you know, from the time I was, from the time that I knew them, I was a young, immature little brat, I would say. <laughs> so like, I wanted them to know who I was now. Um, so I emailed them a bunch about ourselves, about um, what we do, our home life, our family life, um, our marriage. Um, and we emailed them. I don't even know, like kind of like an application, I guess. Um, but um, we went back and forth a couple times. We Monday we set up meetings, um, or Monday I called around uh, looking for like adoption lawyers and everything. Um, we uh, I had a meeting set up for Wednesday and Tuesday. I hadn't heard anything back since like Sunday. Um, and so I was getting a little nervous. So I was actually thinking about it, but my mom had just emailed her literally at the same time that she emailed me and saying, don't even worry about it. Like, sorry, it took so long to get back to you. Like the baby, like he's all yours. Start this process, do what you need to do. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, it was, it happened That's that fast. Quick. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we actually, um, the next day, um, was it the next day or the next week friends um his friend from high school they adopted a little child and they're like you need to talk to this lady um so we went through this adoption agency um and the lady was great like just talking to her for like an hour you just know that that's the one like she's got she's so knowledgeable and so helpful and so and I feel like that's really happened yeah important to make sure that you have the right fit for that type of like relationship it is, and being that it was an out-of-state adoption that was um a little a little tricky um and then the baby was due um in just a few months like this was end of January and she was due end of April so we That's literally what I was gonna had, ask how far along yeah. she was okay yeah we had four months to get all the paperwork done on top of getting the nursery done, like everything done. Wow. Um, so yeah, we were in a time crunch, but it was such an exciting time. Like you, I was just living on cloud nine and, <laughs> um, like we, I was on top of everything. Like we had everything done and it was just a lot. <laughs> so when you say you were doing fertility, um, were you guys doing IVF? No, we didn't get that far. Oh, no, okay. we didn't get that far. Um, we were doing, um, we were doing the time stuff and we were doing all the, um, the shots and hormones and everything. Um, because at that point it was just my hormones that weren't working. So he was trying to get my hormones in order and kind of do it a little bit more naturally, but, um, we did that for a few months. And then after that, like on top of the marriage, like the financial aspect of it was, um, it's a lot. Yeah. And so, um, because your, I mean, your situation with how you found the child is different than, you know, most mm -hmm. people. Um, yeah. so I mean, yeah, I was going to ask you about the process. So you did end up doing like, um, some sort of, so you had a lawyer that like wrote out an agreement that you guys went through and like, how did that part of it work on how you decided how things are going to happen after the baby was born? Um, so 
so the adoption agency was, um, it was kind of, I want to say it was like state run, I guess, or it was like a nonprofit one. Um, and she, the name, her name was Polly. She was just absolutely amazing on top of everything. She had like two or three girls that work on work with her and they, it was just like, boom, boom, boom. Um, she, she told me like, oh my gosh, we can get your, um, your adoption application. We can get all the court paperwork, everything done. You can get your adoption certificate done before the baby's even born. We just have to move. So it was really nice for her to work with me on that because, you know, you hear an adoption cases that it takes years sometimes to do this. So, um, that was really exciting. I was kind of hesitant, but I trusted her. I, I went with the flow and, um, she gave me this lawyer, um, um, his, and he was court appointed. Um, but he, he specifically did adoptions. Um, so he, he was, um, paid for by the state. So that was a nice, um, that was something nice that we did not have to pay for because that's where the cost came in. A lot of the costs would, would have been incurred. Um, we had to pay a lot for the, the actual adoption agency, but it was all the files and fees and everything, all that stuff. Um, but it wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been. And obviously it was worth it. Um, um, so she, so she, we had to fill out like this huge packet. Um, you, basically you tell them every single thing about you. Um, they processed that you, they had to do home visits and Jeremy, let me tell you about this home visit. Um, so this lady, um, this lady that came to do the home visit, she's like, she's like, she knew my mom, she knew my family. So that, that was a lot easier. Like yeah. I was able to breathe. I feel like, um, but, um, so I feel like that home, would be stressful, like wondering what they're going to totally think. Stressful. And, yeah. I mean, it can make a huge impact on the decision. So I can imagine that that yes. would be, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so what exactly um, do they look at? Like when they, what, so they happen? give you a checklist, they give you a checklist, like, um, with the adoption packet, like you're, they're very upfront with everything, every step you're going to go through. Um, so there's no surprises. And they look at everything like they want all the, they want locks on cabinets. They want um, a fire, like fire extinguisher. They want to make sure all the alarms are working. Um, like they look at everything. Wow. <laughs> um, they look in your cabinets. Um, like it's just, it's crazy how thorough they are. It reminds me of like childcare licensing, how they come and look at everything, but it was a little bit more intense than that. I kind of felt like, mm-hmm. um, but um so she did that. Um, we, she stayed and we talked for about 45 minutes and, um, she asked us a bunch of questions and then that was it for the first home visit. Um, and we had three home visits. So, um, that was the first one. Um, the second one she did right after the born. Um, and then we did a third one a couple weeks later. So because that was going to be other question. Like, do they, do they come after to check up or is it just all beforehand? So they do come after. Uh, yeah, they do. Um, the, I'm trying to think, I think she came like once again before born and then we did a third one, um, right after he was born. And we actually went to the lady's house, um, the adoption agency, the Polly, 
we went to her house because um, we had to take some paperwork over there and she ended up just doing an interview there. So um, I remember her saying like one of the things that she noticed that because um, we had probably about three weeks old, maybe a month old, maybe. And um, she said that he started fussing a little bit. And so I took him out and she, she said that she could already see how attached he was to me because of the way he was like looking at me. And I was like, Oh, oh I know. That's nice to hear. Yeah. So, yeah. She's like she could already see that connection. And she's like, and that's what I, she said, that's what I look for. And I said, Oh, so. And so I know that you said that it was an out of state, um, adoption. So were you able to be there for the birth of your son? Yeah. So we went on our spring break, um, on my spring break, um, we went to New Mexico. Um, she lives in Albuquerque. She lives, she lives in Albuquerque. We went there, um, for a weekend. We visited with her and her son. She has an older son. Um, he's about three years older than, um, and her mom, we spent time with them all throughout the weekend. Um, and then she, we actually, on our spring break, we actually got to go to an ultrasound. Like we got to do whatever, what's the one where they like show you everything. I don't remember. I don't know what that's called. I honestly don't um, even remember. And I've done it twice. <laughs> it's not the anatomy. Body. No, the anatomy is when they figure out the sex. I don't know. No, no, but they like the, I, maybe they just, maybe they don't typically do this. Maybe they just did it for us, but like they went through everything. Um, so that was really special. And then we got to go to the hospital visit and um, see where the where we were going to give birth and everything um we got to see that whole process um they hadn't really done any adoption many adoptions there so they weren't really familiar with the process either so that was kind of new for them um but so then we went back he was due april 30th and we're we're like the doctor said that he was measuring big so um he, he measured like probably two, three weeks early or bigger than, um, than what he, what, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how far along, that's how Harlow was. Yeah. How far along she was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, um, so we went August, no, I'm sorry, April 29th. We went the day before he was due thinking, oh my gosh, she's going to pop anytime. Um, nope. Um, we went on, I think the first or second for an, another ultrasound. I actually went, got to go with her. Um, and he's like, don't get comfortable. He looks like he's ready. Um, but just in case, you know, we'll, um, we'll plan on an induction for that Thursday. Um, so, you know, you know how big my family is. Mm-hmm. Um, this was on a Tuesday. We, we called and we're like, oh my gosh, they say he's going to come anytime. Like, the way he was saying it made it sound like it, he was going to be there like, like either that, that night, night or, the next yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, he didn't. But um, that night um, it was like two o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden there's this loud, like pop of the door and all my sisters, my nieces, my aunt, they were like just storming in my room, jumping on our bed, like totally <laughs> there for it. <laughs> That's amazing. though. I, from what I heard, um, screamed like a little girl. <laughs> he was terrified. He did not know what the heck was going on. Um, 
but it was the coolest thing. So we all got up. It was like two in the morning. We all, we went upstairs and we talked and hung out for a little bit and then we all went to bed. Um, but yeah, they like jumped in the car like that afternoon and like, they all just pulled an wow. all nighter to drive to see us. Yeah. That is so um, cool. Real quick back to the, um, ultrasounds. So since you were able to go a couple of times, was it, um, was it awkward at all? Or like, was it comfortable? I I'm just like wondering how that kind of situation would feel. Um, um, no, I was totally comfortable. The first time, um, my sister, and my mom, I think my sister went with us. Um, but my mom and, um, were there with us and her mom, um, we were like all in the room. They were so, um, gracious and let us all just be involved. Um, and it was totally comfortable. Like let us take all the initial pictures home, like all the original ones. Oh. Um, we recorded the heartbeat. Um, and like, it was just, it was so amazing and so special. The second time when we went, um, we went, uh, like that Wednesday, I think right before he was right before she was induced. Um, and that was fine too. She said that he's, normal um but he's not ready yet so they they scheduled the induction for 11 a.m on thursday um we get to the hospital 11 a.m thursday and it wasn't on the schedule for some reason so they said to come back at six o'clock that night oh my god so we kind of all went our separate ways um and did some um like girly time with her aunt and i went we did we went shopping my sisters and i and um went to dinner and everything um then uh, we all gathered back at six o'clock and sat. Um, initially, she was um, she was going to have me into the delivery room, and she backed out. Like this, she we talked about it um, when I went over there for spring break, but then she backed out when I was there, like for the birth. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was actually one of the conversations we had, um, when she was getting one of the tests done in the OB's office, um, cause I was talking about, <laughs> and it's my fault, but I was talking about like, oh my gosh, I, I was talking about poop, like mom's pooping, like during birth. <laughs> and I think I freaked her out. <laughs> and I think that's why she pulled the plug. She's like, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to see if yeah. I poop. She's like, she's like, oh yeah, I forgot that could happen. I don't want her to see that. So she said she wasn't comfortable. And so right away, like I, that didn't occur to me until later. Yeah. <laughs> we're all like, oh put it gosh, together. She getting cold? <laughs> yeah. We're like, is she getting cold feet? What's going on? But we just stayed patient and, um, stayed the course and, um, and it, it, everything turned out fine, obviously. But it's <laughs> like, I'm such a dodo. Why did I have to say that? <laughs> Cause I think we all are now. nervous about that. Cause I know that crossed I know, my just mind. Just trying to now. talk about anything. Yeah. I'm like, just trying to talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then he was, so then he was induced that night. And then, so how did it go after he was born? Like, were you able to go in right away? Kind of walk us through that whole experience. So, so she was induced, um, I say they probably induced her around like eight o'clock at night. Um, we were able to go back and visit. Um, I went on a couple walks with her, um, but she had her mom and her aunt. So they kind of just um, took their time and had their space. Um, and I stayed in the waiting room with um, 
my whole family. I mean, there was probably like 15 of us there. Um, and there was a nurse there. And I remember she was, I don't remember her name, but she was like the sweetest lady. She was coming back and forth, just checking on us, giving me updates. Like she was absolutely amazing. Um, and then uh, I was born um, around 6.30. It was like 6.40 in the morning, maybe. Um, and literally it was like 30 minutes later, um, I was called back. So when I went back there, my mom and dad actually came too. Um, so, um, sister was holding, um, so I, I took them and they waited for me to give him his first bottle. Um, so I did that and then I let them have a turn and, um, it was so special, but then, um, she started bleeding a lot. So, um, my mom and they asked my mom and dad to leave and were, it wasn't an emergency at that point. They were just kind of over in the corner, just doting over him. And then, um, things got really serious. So they asked to leave. Um, and so I'm over here in the corner with this little newborn and I'm, I'm completely distracted. I don't know like where to look, like where to focus on because there's this, these nurses rushing to her, these doctors rushing to her. And I'm freaking out for her because like, I don't know what's going on. Like right. she's just bleeding a lot. She's hemorrhaging. And, um, and then they take, they're like, okay, we need to move you. So they actually took me into another room, a private room because they were like, they had to do stuff with her. Um, and it stunk, like it stinks because like, you don't know what's going on over there and right. your mind, like you want to. Um, be so excited, but you're so concerned about her. Well, there you guys go. That is part one of this two-part episode. Um, so sorry that you guys have to wait till next week to hear the other half, but like I said earlier, it's totally worth it. So make sure you tune in next week. Um, and if you have not already, please like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Um, I love, love seeing when you guys leave reviews, there's a couple on there, um, or even, you know, ratings, it really helps, you know, grow this podcast and tell your friends about it. If you guys have a story to share, or you know, someone who has a story to share, have them reach out to me on Instagram, which is moms beyond the real that's R E E L. Or um, you can send an email to momsbeyondthereal at gmail.com. And I will see you guys next week.